Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey there, and welcome to Your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Millard, bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. And today, we're getting into the Wasatch Front. We've got a couple hikes, good areas to go, and then also a place that I wasn't familiar with, Dimple Dell. Uh, what is it? Regional Park. Regional Park. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. It's actually, Dimple Dell's been kind of in the news a lot. So I, I wandered down there, was able to check out and see what the controversy is. Oh, there's controversy. There is some controversy. So we'll tell, we'll wait. Well, we won't weigh in on the controversy, but we can at least talk about it a little sure. bit. Uh, but first, though, let's talk Mill Creek Canyon because for the first time in in a number of years, I was up Mill Creek Canyon for some real good old-fashioned outdoor recreating. In a number of years? You haven't got up there? Uh, Yeah, I used to go up there a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But uh, it's been a little while. So it was super, super fun. Now, Mm -hmm. Mill Creek Canyon, of course, is right, just pulls right out of the heart of the Salt Lake Valley. It's it's adjacent to, um, what's that neighborhood? Uh, Olympus Cove. It's adjacent to Olympus Cove. Mm -hmm. So it's basically, uh, what is that? Roughly thirty ninth south. We'll take you yeah. up into the up into the canyon. I believe so. So if you if you take two fifteen, if you take the east side belt route around, jump off at Olympus Cove. There are a lot of signs mm-hmm. that'll direct you up into Mill Creek Canyon, and it is just outside the neighborhood. I mean, no kidding. It yeah, is it's right, right there. More so than any other canyon, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than Little Cottonwood Canyon, Big Cottonwood Canyon. It just comes right down into this neighborhood. So, But, uh, you know, public access, good public road. It's managed by the Forest Service. And you've had this experience before with Mill Creek Canyon where you've kind of had – and this is kind of one of the quirks about the canyon mm-hmm. because it's right here nearby. A lot of people want to get up to it. It's Forest Service land. It's watershed land. And so that means that they do a very careful job managing the activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, there's no developed campgrounds other than some private areas, but you can do – wilderness camping but you can't do it within 200 feet of any water source Mm -hmm. or anything like that and you can do day camping they've got some day campsites set up lots of picnic areas lots of picnic areas Mm -hmm. and perhaps because it's a watershed there are a ton of bathrooms yeah there are that's one thing that i noticed driving (laughs) up there i was like like, wow they really built this place up in terms of bathrooms because they just you know they don't want you peeing everywhere you know so they put that they put that but uh otherwise you know, if you want a bike, if you want to take your dog up for some hiking. Yeah, that's one thing. Even though it's watershed, it. it's the only canyon that dogs are allowed in. Yeah. 
uh, and they have on-leash days and off-leash days. Mm -hmm. And I think it's odd and even, right? Yeah, I forget which one is which, though. So you'll want to definitely look it up. And this is the canyon where just before you go, jump online and just peruse the rules quickly. Mm -hmm. Because depending on the day, you may or may not be allowed to do certain activities in certain parts of the canyon. Yep. And you also want to think about, you know, whether or not you have a dog, but if you want to go when dogs are off leash or on leash. If you're going in biking, maybe you want to go on a day when dogs are on leash. Yes. You know, kind of figuring that kind of stuff out. So they're not chasing after you <laughs> while you're riding the <laughs> <Yeah>. trails. <laughs> but uh, we went up to as high as you can go this time of year up to there's there's a gate. The upper portion of the canyon is only open between July and November, mm -hmm. which I was really surprised to learn because the road is more than clear. And all yeah, the yeah. other all the other high country roads by this time of year are open. Yep. But Mill Creek Canyon, little old Mill Creek Canyon, that upper portion is not open until July 1st to traffic. Mm -hmm. You can still get past there. You just have to go on foot or on your bike. So we parked up there at the gate and then walked up to the elbow, which is kind of a landmark stretch of road in the canyon where the road just makes a hairpin turn and then kind of starts heading a little bit south. And so... Mm -hmm. Uh, right there, there are a number of trails, and we grabbed a trail that brought us up up to kind of the south ridge of the canyon, and then along the ridge, and then back down, dropped us off almost right at the gate again. Oh, wow. So Perfect. it was it was a loop, and it was four and three-quarter miles for the loop. And it was really fun, because it's kind of a gradual slope. We walked up the road for the first portion, mm -hmm. pretty gradual, no big deal, just you know slightly uphill the whole way. When you get up to the when you get up to the elbow, you really turn it up. Yeah. You really crank it up because you've got to get up high real quick. But that's the only strenuous portion of the hike. And there's there's a a fair bit of distance with some switchbacks to get you up real quickly up to the top. You've got some amazing views up there, and then you just follow the ridge all the way back down. It's just this beautiful, beautiful forest hike, yeah. and the trail is soft. And, you know, it's pine needles, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it was really a lot of fun. And you had the kids and the dog with you, or just the kids? We didn't have our dog. We had the kids, and they did great. Yeah. They were kind of tricked into it <laughs> a <laughs> yeah. little bit, you know, because it's it's one of those hikes where you don't realize how far you've gone or how mm -hmm. high you've gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you get up to the ridge, and you're, you know, you got those views. You're looking down, and you're like, wow, I, we went that far. Yeah, you're like, holy cow, you know, and I've, mm -hmm. I've got my little six-year-old baby girl up there, and I was like, geez, good job. <laughs> I didn't carry her at all. She did the whole thing on her own. Nice. And I was, I was really impressed by that because, you know, four and three-quarters miles, it's mm. not a record-breaking hike, but it's nothing to sneeze at when you're a kid. Yeah, for sure. So I was, I was pretty That's proud decent. of them. So it took a lot of, uh, took a lot of. You know, water and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Some, some Any snacks. hike, you got to plan for the sun, water, yeah. snacks. I tried to look up and see if this trail had a name so mm -hmm. that I could recommend it. But it doesn't have a name. I but can recommend a trail. Can you? Mm -hmm. um, it is the Dog Lake. It gets you to Dog Lake. And if you look up that, it'll show you where the trailhead is to get there. You've talked about Dog Lake before. I've oh, heard, I think I've I heard probably you, have. I've heard you talk about it's Dog Lake one. before. Yeah. It's nice to do a, a hike and then have the the have it lead to a lake where you can have a picnic and even jump in the lake. Yeah. And that one was – that was doable for – I think for kids, um, bikers. It's a good biking trail. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to check that one out next time. But if you took the the trail we did, you you can't miss it. 
it's just basically it cuts off once you get to the elbow. The trail takes off from the inside of the elbow. Mm-hmm. On the outside of the elbow, there's a bathroom, which there are everywhere. <laughs> and then on the inside of the in the on the inside of the elbow, the trail takes you up, and you really can't miss it. So it's it was a lot of fun. Good stuff. Yeah. How crowded was it up there? Uh, there were a fair. There were a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, especially down low. It seemed like there was like a wedding. There, there is a an event center in the canyon now. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't it's like a that. wedding and reception center. Plus, there is the Log Haven, that famous old restaurant. That's right. I've had the chance to go there recently for the yeah. first time. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very cool. An old a mining magnate built that estate for his wife for her birthday. Wow. A long time ago, and he built that to help get her out of the valley, you know, <laughs> during the summertime and the heat. And we may have to dive into a Log Haven episode coming soon. It's got a cool history. It mm-hmm. really does. Some it, things open up for summer, too. Well, and you know what? It was nearly torn down, and, you know, someone bought mm-hmm. it to keep it. and So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. But it's uh, up above there, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, people started getting more and more scarce. There were some families up there picnicking yeah. and things like that. And it was also the first nice, like really nice weekend yes. that we've had this yes, season. Yes, yes. Yeah, so. but you, that's the thing with Mill Creek Canyon is that you're going to be around other people. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the Forest Service considers it wilderness. You know, once you kind of get off the road, but there are a lot of people mm-hmm. around. And it's cool. You know, we walked uh, the trail at the very end of the trail kind of brought us down past a family that was picnicking by the river. And they had a folding table that they'd pulled out and they were playing cards Mm -hmm. and they were hanging out. And it was just like a real perfect moment. It's, you know, you know, even just doing that, if you're not up for a hike, just getting out there, setting up a picnic and enjoying the day out by the, the creek. It's yeah. It's gets fantastic. you out. It's fun. We saw one guy who'd strung his hammock over yeah. the over a little bend in the creek. Mm-hmm. So he had it strung over the creek, and he was facing down canyon and just watching the sun kind of going down. And I thought, man. How picturesque. That guy's got <laughs> – he's got it figured out. All right. So speaking of getting it figured out, there is another little bright spot of – this isn't wilderness, but it is more wild. It's Dimple Dell Regional Park. It's down in Sandy. Uh, you may or may not have ever been there, but it's actually become quite controversial in the last few months. I was able to go down there, check it out. We'll tell you what the controversy is when we come back. Welcome back to your Utah. Let's talk open land uh, controversy. There are... Salt Lake Valley is booming, mm-hmm. building all over the place. Property values are going up. People are moving in. And so these places that we have preserved as open space, parks large and small, have become really important to us, mm-hmm. really important to us. And one of those places, in fact, this might be, I can't verify this, it's at least one of the largest, if not the largest, kind of continual stretch of open space in the populated valley area is Dimple Dell Regional Park. And maybe outside of the Jordan River Parkway, it's mm-hmm. the largest. And I had never even heard of it. Never seen it before. It's super easy to get to. It is basically just south of Little Cottonwood Canyon, mm-hmm. just southwest, and it and it kind of... It it kind of looks like a deflating balloon. It's got a it's got a big area there to the east up near the mountains. It's got this 
this big area, and then it just gets narrower and narrower and narrower as, as it follows a creek down mm-hmm. into the center of the valley. But it's cool. It's great. A lot of wildlife there. And it's surrounded by neighborhoods, which makes it super valuable for those neighborhoods because then you've got some open space that, that is yeah. you can walk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to get to from 106 South, from Wasatch Drive. I mean, there are a couple of ways you can get in there. So there, there are several access points. So we got down in there. There are some controversies. Here's what the controversy is. They're wanting to pave. The county is considering a plan to pave the major trails mm. in Dimpledale Regional Park. And that makes sense from a certain perspective. They're going to be a little bit easier to maintain because right now they're laying down uh, bark chips mm-hmm. kind of all the time. Right? You're having to lay it down. Cause it's very, very sandy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's very sandy there. And so uh, there are big trails, which are kind of like – which are pretty broad. They bark chip those. The smaller trails are just sandy. Mm-hmm. Some, some of those are bark chipped as well. I can imagine, though, it takes a fair amount of maintenance. So the idea is they would pave the major trails. This would open it up to uh, people with disabilities. You get wheelchairs in there, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it's a different kind of riding. People already ride their bikes through there, but this would, you know – Kind of facilitate that to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, here's why it's super controversial. It's super, it's controversial for two people. Some people just believe we we don't need more paved roads. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in a designated open space area. That just you know less pavement, more natural earth is better. And then also, this is a very popular place for horseback riders. Ah. The park is ringed with horse properties. You know, people mm-hmm. that have little corrals, you know, things like that. And then they have direct access to Dimpledale Regional Park. In fact, if you love horses, I recommend you go to Dimpledale Regional Park because when you walk these trails, you're going to see horses. Do you know if you can uh, do horseback riding there? Yeah. People get on their horse. Yeah. In, in no, so like, the- like a, a- – farm or something where you can actually go oh, without a horse and yes yes go yes the park doesn't offer anything like that mm-hmm. but undoubtedly there's a business right there nearby that'll that'll do that for you i mean i'm, I'm positive there is i mm-hmm. didn't look it up we can maybe look it up and uh, for a future episode but almost certainly that option is available in some way uh but it's uh and so you can so they don't want the paved roads because they like riding on that yeah. those the bark chip land, trails. The, you know, riding on cement is not not no. quite as nice for the horse and for the kind of atmosphere of going horseback riding out in an open space regional park. That's absolutely right. Yeah, there's a guy in my neighborhood who has a horse that he keeps for part of the year. He keeps at a property down near there, mm-hmm. and this is the time of year where his horse is unsh- unshod, doesn't have its shoes on. Right. And so he likes riding right through there, nice, soft, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, maintained terrain for the time, for this period of time, you know, in between shoeings for his horse. And so, right. uh, so that's it. It's become quite controversial. And I was interested to see people with signs up on their property facing the park. Oh, stating their opinions on it. Yeah. Yeah. Little activist signs. Mm-hmm. And they were overwhelmingly, as, as far as, as I can tell, just based on the signs, None of the signs that I saw supported paving the trails. Yeah. yeah. It's keep Dimple Dell wild is what they're saying. Yeah. So, and it is kind of wild. I, we mm-hmm. saw a fox. That's pretty cool. Seeing a really fox cool. surrounded by neighborhoods, not even in the canyon. No, really cool. 
So Dimple Dell, it's it's a fun it's a fun little place. All right. Well, I'll have to get out there. Yeah, the kids will. Uh, and you said dogs are it. dogs are allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- people take their dogs down there, so uh, you want to keep them on a leash. Yeah. Uh, I saw a few people kind of in you know that were kind of on their own with some dogs off leash. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably kind of look around and judge yeah. for themselves, but sp- strictly speaking, the rule is on leash. Which makes a lot of sense if you've got horses and things like yeah, that around. Yeah, and foxes. And, and foxes, yeah. <laughs> you want your dogs chasing that stuff. No. So you get get some rabies shots. Yeah. Or kicked. You know, one of those horses kick your dog. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, that's serious business. So mm-hmm. so on leash. Okay. On leash. Yeah, but Dimple Dell Regional Park, really cool place. Yeah, sounds like it. And yeah. you said the, the views of the southern mountains over there are spectacular, yes. so right? So when you, when you get down into the... When you get down into the dimple, down into kind of the the bottom there, you look up towards the Wasatch Front, and it is – I was shocked. I was really knocked out by mm-hmm. it. Sometimes on the east side of Salt Lake, we lose the views. You know, we, we live up there to kind of be close to the mountains, but we, mm-hmm. we kind of have the worst views of the mountains. Yeah, they're not, they're not I mean, they're not bad, no, but they're not the best. But you usually can't see over the foothills. You know, we have like good, uh, we have like a good, a good view of the foothills, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then you go further west and then you've got beautiful views yeah, of the mountains. But down south, it's a different angle. They just kind of totally, stand out in a whole new way. Totally different. And when you're in Dimple Dell Park, I, I, I've always envied... Utah County, because I feel like they've kind of got the better mountain mm-hmm. views when you get down there. But man, Dimple Dell. I think Dimple Dell is the best, best view of the mountain in the valley. All right. That's so. that's Ethan's statement on there Dimple you go. Dell. <laughs> go. I stand by it. <laughs> go, go decide for yourself. Get down there. That's right. All right. Well, those are our two great things in the Wasatch for this week. Get out there and enjoy your Utah.